Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. As we've occasionally noted on past programs, the mantra in real estate sales is location, location, location. The same mantra is becoming more and more applicable to the digital world as well. Many people who carry a smartphone are aware that their phone basically knows where the person carrying that phone is all the time. The same is true of the GPS in most newer cars and the Fitbit on many people's wrists and on and on. We've discussed how valuable location information is to advertisers, law enforcement, bounty hunters, potential employers, and a passel of other folks. We've mentioned that researchers have used location tracking information to infer where people live, where they work, what religious beliefs they hold, what medical problems they may have, who their friends and family are, what their favorite types of food are, and on and on. None of this is a surprise anymore, nor usually are new location-based initiatives. But just to prove that there's always something new under the sun, the University of Alabama has begun using the location tracking capabilities of smartphones to keep track of which students are loyal Alabama football fans who should be rewarded for their support and which students are not so loyal. It's no news to anyone that Alabama is a perennial college football power, nor that a whole lot of students show up at home games to cheer their team on. But the team coach and some other college officials have become upset that when Alabama is pummeling an opponent, some Alabama students leave the game early, leaving a pile of empty seats in the student section of Brian Denny Stadium, Alabama's home field. And by the way, we note that the student section can seat 17,000 or so students, which is more or less half the number of the entire student body of the University of Alabama. How is the university, according to Slashdot, dealing with this troubling situation? Well, this is the digital age, so the university is encouraging students to have their phones tracked to see who stays through the fourth quarter of games filling the stands with red bodies. And, of course, who doesn't stay? Those who do stay get points, which puts them in line for special access to purchase tickets to playoff and bowl games should Alabama wind up in such games, which Alabama often does. Those who leave before deep into the fourth quarter? Nah, they can stand in line with all the rest of the hoi polloi. Students are signing up in droves to be tracked by the university, which is, of course, a public university, hence a government body. The university points out that the program is optional and voluntary, that students are only tracked when they're in the stadium, that they can delete the app on their phone anytime they want, and that cell phone companies always know where a cell phone user is anyway. There's no point right now in going into what a bad idea this is from a privacy perspective. Here's a public university teaching students that trading personal privacy for a better place in line for football tickets is just fine. We refrain from further comment. Meanwhile, the way to track people's whereabouts these days is not only by digital devices that they're carrying. It turns out that there's quite a private sector market for tracking where people go based on automatic license plate readers. For better or worse, 
It's long been a staple of American law that none of us has a reasonable expectation of privacy in a public place. Hence, our world is filled with surveillance cameras at gas stations, supermarkets, in people's front yards, through doorbells with cameras, and anywhere else that a shop owner or homeowner or parking garage owner or pretty much anyone else feels like putting up a camera on their property. In some places in England, local police departments have actually provided local landlords or business owners with facial recognition databases so that people who pass through a private owner's camera's view can be identified, though this is causing a bit of a fuss over there at the moment. In the U.S., over the past decade or so, a number of private companies have sprung up that use ALPRs to amass huge time-stamped databases of where cars were at particular times. In theory, that's all those databases know, but of course, in fact, things can be quite different. Neighborhood associations, and even some towns, for example, are putting license plate readers at the entrances to their areas. While they might not know who a license plate belongs to, they can tell if it's not on the list of license plates registered, for example, to people in the neighborhood, or the gated community, or even the town. If something goes amiss in that area at a particular time, there's a record of what cars were in the area, and those license plates can be reported to police as belonging to possible suspects. Police can certainly get the names of the people who registered those cars. License plate reader databases are, of course, used by police as well. But because of the privacy implications of these huge databases of locations and times, several states have rules about how long the license plate numbers scooped up by police can be kept before they have to be destroyed. Not so for these private companies. They can hold on to license plate location information for as long as they want. Motherboard did an experiment and ponied up 20 bucks, the going rate for a report, and submitted a license plate supplied by a volunteer to one of these private companies. Back came a long list, going back years, of where and when that license plate had been seen, not only in its own town, but anywhere in the country. For 70 bucks, you get all that and a notice anytime a particular license plate is spotted by one of the company's license plate readers in real time. Makes you feel really safe, doesn't it? We know that stalkers, abusive ex-spouses, bounty hunters, bill collectors, and such would never use these kind of private surveillance capabilities to track or harass people, don't we? We don't. While these ALPRs are currently used mainly by car repo companies, they can be used by anyone. The privacy policies of these license plate reading companies are, not surprisingly from a privacy perspective, a complete joke. For now, if we drive a car, there's a reasonable chance our whereabouts over time can be reconstructed without recourse to a cell phone or a GPS. At present, no laws at all affect the conduct or use of the location data collected about us as we drive around, or who can buy that information, or how it can be used. If that ever changes, we'll be sure to share that information right here on future editions 
of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. <laughs>